We just got back from sidewalk counseling outside of Planned Parenthood, and now we're debriefing. Join us. We are Created Equal, and we're inviting you to debrief with us. Hey guys, I'm Isaac. Hey everyone, it's Seth. And today we have a discussion about sidewalk counseling. An important thing that Isaac, we've talked about a lot on the podcast, but it needs more discussion because we can always learn to do better when reaching parents outside abortion facilities. Absolutely. Our guest today is uh, someone you guys might not have met before. Um, This is Lexi. Lexi, would you... uh Say hello to the audience. Hello, my name is Lexi, and I work at Critical. <laughs> no, it's cool. Uh, yeah, sorry. Well, so Isaac is actually going to be taking the place I'm of Lexi. me. He's today. Lexi today. Yeah. He is Lexi. Lexi's our guest. Although he's a better version, Lexi 2.0, <laughs> Isaac. So, <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if we're going to be talking lame. about. Well, Isaac, you tell him what we're going to be talking about. I should not. Well, we just did actually. Well, yeah, we're sidewalk. So you were sidewalk counseling yeah. this past Tuesday outside of Planned Parenthood. And often when we're out there, then we're just talking. Uh, we're, we're trying to talk to women who are going inside. Um, and usually we don't see much response from that. Sometimes we do. But today, uh, Lexi had, or not today, but on Tuesday, Lexi had an interesting experience. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. So would you be willing to set the stage? Well, before we dive in, should we just mention to everyone that if you're enjoying this episode, this is the final episode of season one of the Debrief podcast. So uh, we have some exciting things we'll be telling you about later in the episode. But for now, um, just know that this episode, we have completed season one. That's a pretty good thing, guys. So, And Woo-hoo. we will be back in August. Yes, thank you. I forgot that. So part. yeah, thank <laughs> we're you. back in August. We will be back for season two. <laughs> Look for us here again. Yeah, just, so just a month, pretty much like a month break, but yes. we will be back. A month, with, which we'll be doing nothing, right? No, we'll be no. with our interns doing a lot of things. Yes. So Yeah, so you'll get to hear a little bit about that probably. Yes, um, at some point. Go follow us on social media and you definitely will be able to hear about Lexi that. can't stop being Sorry. the guest. Even <laughs> 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 All right, yes. So we're going to be taking a break from from the podcast for a little while and then coming back at you with season two. Uh, Lexi, though, can you can you yeah. set the stage for what happened in your experience sidewalk counseling this past Tuesday? Yes. So I was standing in front of Planned Parenthood. We usually have three people out there with us um, in, in different places in front of Planned Parenthood so we can reach the most uh, amount of people who are going in to try to stop them and talk to them. Um, And so I was at the front and a couple pulled in with somebody sitting in the back seat. And so I started talking to them. I have a speaker on. And so um, I was calling out to them, introduced myself and um, talking to them like that. And then they got out of their car to walk into Planned Parenthood and I actually had a about 17 year old girl come over and talk to me um, and that was really an interesting experience because I offered her a um, gift bag that we started using it was something new that we're trying out at Created Equal is mm-hmm. giving women or offering women gift bags as they're walking in Inside those gift bags, it's basically just um, like a loofah, a bath bomb, like random like candy and like stuff for the mom. And then also like little baby socks to kind of just remind her of her baby as well mm-hmm. and our literature and resources that are available to her. Right. So those bags are a good way to show that we actually do care that, it, you know, it's a, it's a small gift to give the women, but it's a way to... To help them out in in a very small way. Well, now we'll go into the clip and we'll we'll hear the audio from what happened outside there. Hello, my name is Lexi. We're out here today because we want to share the resources that are available to you. 
right next door is a free resource center where they give out free ultrasounds. Right over there, they do free ultrasounds, free pregnancy testing as well. Let me give you this gift before you go inside today. And now she's walking over to me. Do you know how girl. far along you are? It's not. It's my mom. Okay, do you know how far along she is? Like, two months. Okay, so it's a little muffled when she comes and talks to you, Lexi. So can you just summarize what she said there? So I asked her um, how far along she was was my first question. And she said, oh, it's not me. It's my mom. And um, I asked her and she said she was about two months um, pregnant right now. And you also mentioned that she was walking over to you because we could see the video, but the listeners can't, of course. Right. Yes. But you also mentioned you have a speaker. So I think can you kind of get a give a picture of what this looks like? We're not like right by the women using an amplified sound. That'd be kind of weird. So explain yes. why you have a speaker, what the setup looks like, the lay of the land. Yeah. So it's basically a parking lot separating me from those walking inside. And so we're also on a busy road. Um, and so it's very loud from the cars and everything going by. There's a fire station right across the street so oftentimes they're leaving with their sirens and everything there's just a lot going on um and so we have our amplification so it can carry across the parking lot um so they can hear us and then when they walk over to us you'll hear in another clip we play i turn my <laughs> sound off so i'm not just like <laughs> shouting shouting at her. Shouting, we're like whatever. uh talking to her very loudly with my speaker right next to her right that's good we should use the speakers when we can those are very helpful for yes. uh so that they could hear us when they're far away but i think i think that was good now we've got clip two of two to get into right so this is when you're actually talking to that young woman and we also have couples who um, are willing to adopt, who would love to adopt. They can't have kids themselves, and they would love to, to yeah. raise her child, too. So I'll raise the child myself. Yeah. Well, what's, what's y'all's situation? Um, it's like she's in a domestic situation right now with okay. her ex that's in jail right now. I guess she don't want to keep the baby because she don't want him to keep coming around or something like that. Okay. He's violent. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. Well, we actually have helped multiple women who had boyfriends like that mm -hmm. um, and got them into safe housing. And we can do that for your mom as well. Like we can, whatever it's going to take, we can get her into safe housing. We could even, you know, get her away from her boyfriend at all costs. Because mm -hmm. that's possible. She doesn't have to, she doesn't have to find her. He doesn't ever have to see her again, you know? Yeah. Like they're, and you know what? Like, if she thinks about it this way, if she goes through this abortion, she's committing abuse against somebody else, right? She's taking yeah. the life of her own baby. I know. Like, and I know, I bet you, have you talked to her that told her you don't want her to do it? Yeah. Well, okay, so <clears throat> Lex is a lot there. Um, so... Again, I think that that one was a little easier to hear, but she there were a lot of things said that I think were really important in that clip. But one of the things I think that someone who's listening, who can hear you talking to her, might be a little surprised. So you just meet this person on the street, literally, right, mm -hmm. outside Planned Parenthood, on what is a hard day for her, for her mom. Now, getting into your mental space, how you're approaching her, you ask her a question, what is your situation? Which is, you know, someone might think that's kind of an invasive question. Yes. <laughs> but you asked it, it seemed normal, natural. Explain to us how that works, how you can do that. Yeah, so before this clip, I mean, I was already talking to her and she had mentioned like, um, 
when she was saying that, oh, she doesn't want her mom to have this abortion, she was like, oh, it's just this whole situation. It's just this whole situation. And so I knew that there is a background. I mean, everybody who's contemplating abortion, there's obviously a background story behind why they're wanting to do it. Um, and so showing, I asked that question to know how can we actually help her? Yeah. If we don't know the situation, then there's no way we can... Um, that I could continue the conversation and um, give her solutions to the problems that her mom is facing, that she's facing. Um, and so there was one reason for that also. So um, we can kind of connect more in, I mean, it wasn't like she walked up. The first thing I asked her when she walked up was how far along she was. So that's less of a invasive question. Mm-hmm. And it like makes sense. You're outside an abortion facility. Um, you know, you're pregnant most likely. How far along are you? That's kind of a, a more, um, sensitive question. I don't know how to else describe it. It's not really invasive. Um, but if I started out by saying, um, what circumstance are you in? I think that would maybe be a little bit too pushy, but even at this, we've had one minute of a conversation, but I think that was good enough, especially this girl. She was so open to talking and she was wanting somebody to hear her out. So, well, I think also I'd love to hear your take both of you, your response to this, because I know that all of, all three of us have spent time outside abortion facilities, but so when you're there, it's not quite like being on a college campus where mm-hmm. a lot of times you're in this kind of bubble existence where things are, you can pretend like they're going great for you. If you're getting an abortion, there's something clearly wrong. You're kind of hitting a hard spot for women going in. This is a hard day for them. And usually those people are more open and honest, I think, about their experiences, right? And so when you say like, what's going on, they're ready to unload on you. They're not trying to have this facade of perfection. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. No, totally. I think that does it does kind of change the conversation because the context that we're in when we're, when we're outside and whether or not the people going inside recognize that it's murder, they recognize that at least that's the claim that we're making. And so this is they they recognize it as urgent. They recognize it as as a claim that really uh, is it's a really heavy claim. So it does kind of change the way that you approach that and the way that you get into. Uh, having those deeper conversations. So I think that is appropriate to ask questions that would otherwise seem very invasive. And I think people just don't care. I mean, I have talked to people and I've asked similar questions and they've been really defensive, like, oh, you don't need to know that. But they're also the same people who don't want to talk to me, period. So we're really out there to reach the people who want to be reached, um, even if they don't know it yet. Some people don't go go there wanting somebody to stop them, wanting somebody to talk to them. Um, But if we're there to ask those questions to maybe not even really pry because we're not trying to like get this information so we can like, Oh, we love knowing about your life circumstance. It's out of pure (laughs) motive because we want to help them. Right. And you don't have a lot of time either to really, you know, start off with small talk and really get to know them first. You kind of have to get right to the heart of why they're there and how we can help them. Right. There's a sense of urgency. Exactly. We're not just hanging out. I mean, we'd love to hang out, but that's not what we're doing. That's well said, Isaac. The other thing is, like you were talking about making an adoption plan, right, which is important for people who are considering killing their children. And oftentimes, too tragically, people say, well, if I'm not going to raise this kid, no one will. Either Mm -hmm. I keep the baby or I'm going to kill the baby, which seems shocking to me. But her response was interesting. And I don't know if the listeners caught it, but can you just say again, Lexi, what this girl said when you mentioned making an adoption plan? She said, I would raise the baby. And Mm. this girl, I know she's not older than high school age, um, but she was willing to make some sacrifices to save her sibling's life. Um, I mean, this would be her half sibling. This is not her dad, I don't think. Um, from the way she was talking, this is another, uh, her, her mom's, uh, boyfriend. Um, but 
that was very impactful because she had such conviction that this was wrong. This is not the right thing my mom should be doing. She was talking to her mom later on. I asked her, you know, um, have you told your mom in the clip you heard me? Um, have you told your mom like that you don't want her to do this? And she said, yes. So her mom knows and her mom knows that she was willing to come over and talk to me while she was going into the appointment. So the mom was already inside Planned Parenthood as I was talking to her daughter. Um, and so I bet her mom was just thinking, oh, why is my daughter going up over there? You know, um, but she really, really, really cared about seeing this child saved um, and was willing to really do whatever it took, which was a very noble thing um, that is not often displayed. Um, and I think especially like there are a lot of people who are encouraging their family to get an abortion because, oh, how hard is it going to be even more on my life um, and everything like that. And so that was very encouraging. And I was like, wow, you're a really awesome, awesome girl. I wish I had longer to talk to her. Unfortunately, her uh, mom came out like five minutes later. So I, that she couldn't have gone through with her first appointment. Right. Um, her daughter said this was her first time there. So I'm not exactly sure what she was doing, but earlier that day, multiple, multiple people had done the same thing. They showed up and five minutes later, so they left. Man. Yeah, I mean, that is that is a definitely different. It kind of throws you for a minute too, but it is encouraging, like you were saying, when you talk to family members, like this was the sister or half-sister of the child who is scheduled to be aborted, or we've talked to fathers in the past who actually show a genuine love and an urgency to try to save their children. And we've seen that in the past where they have not been able to, but it's so encouraging and it really... It just kind of shakes you when you see that um, in in the family member, in the love that they have for this child, and um, and in this sister, in her willingness. At least what she said was a willingness to raise this child on her own. That is very, very different, but very encouraging. So let's summarize for listeners who are kind of tracking and thinking, well, I might want to do sidewalk counseling, or maybe I should, or maybe I want to just kind of get better at it. So some things you've done so far, Lexi, was you were projecting your voice, if needed, in a way that is able to be heard, but not unkind, Mm -hmm. amplifying it. You also um, asked her about information, like how far along she was. You asked the awkward questions, like what's your situation, which didn't feel awkward because of how you had already established things, but you are inside what counseling when you have five minutes or less maybe five seconds, really, you have to be willing to ask the awkward questions, right? So that's a couple of things you've done so far. But then you did move on to talk about things we have done for other women. And you also referenced the Pregnancy Resource Center. So can you summarize again, tactically, what's going on? Why are you doing this? Um, Because I want her to know that she can, obviously, she wasn't wanting her mom to have the abortion, but maybe she doesn't know all the other um, options that she could give her mom as she's saying, mom, please don't go through with this. She could also say, there is this resource. We, I know somebody, I talked to them outside the abortion facility and they're willing um, to make an adoption plan with you. They're willing to raise thousands of dollars for us so that we can be safe. They're willing to get us out of the situation. They're willing to do what it, we, they can to protect you from ever seeing or coming in contact with your boyfriend ever again. Like, so she can actually give those substantive um, 
solutions. And pause right there. Like the, for anyone listening, if you find someone who's considering an abortion, what Lexi's talking about, talking about right now, you can offer it to anyone because we have had women in the past who need help. And within hours, we raise thousands of dollars for them. And we can yes. do that for anyone. So if you are counseling someone and it's a financial issue, call us, DM us. We can help immediately. Exactly. And so it's not like a big burden on us. You know, there are people, pro-life people want to help others in need, want to see babies saved and want to see moms safe from abusers and things like that. Like that's not, that's not um, a problem to us. And so that was like the big reason why we need to not just be out there to tell them don't go through with the abortion, but also tell them all of the ways that are already set up that they could receive the help and care that they need. Um, and so they don't have that extra pressure to get an abortion. So we're removing the perceived need for an abortion, right? So we Correct. know that no woman needs an abortion, yes. but she feels like she does. And so you're trying to remove that need from her. And in your guys' experience, I counseling. Um, have you seen that influence people? Absolutely. So we've met people, I mean, this year outside the abortion facility who were going in um, to their initial appointment or or whatever it may be, and they've decided to leave. um, And we've stayed in contact with them. Um, Last year, we raised money for um, Micah. And I think that was last May, I believe. I can't remember. Uh, I believe it was. And so we raised money for Micah. She was a mom. Um, She already had other other children and she needed help financially. So we raised money for her and just that alone really helped her have the courage when she was outside the um, Planned Parenthood to leave because she knew that there was somebody else that was going to help her solve the problems that she's facing. Yeah, right we became now. a safety net for her. Help, yes. And that's what we should be doing for these people who are choosing not to kill their children. And I was even thinking like, even if this mom unfortunately goes through the abortion and um, the girl I was talking to, her sibling passes away, um, I hope that now, I mean, she's young. She has the rest of her life in front of her. I hope if she ever gets in a situation, one, I hope she never gets in a situation like this. But if she were to get in a, a situation where she becomes pregnant and maybe there's an abusive situation or something like that, or she just can't care for this child, that she would go to us outside Planned Parenthood, drive to Planned Parenthood to find us, or drive to towards Planned Parenthood and go to the Crisis Pregnancy Center to receive the help that she needs. Um, so even if it was just that change, I would be so grateful. Right. Um, um, she obviously had the conviction not to kill, but I hope that she knows that there are so many other resources now that are available to her. That is wonderful. I think that's that's really true that you're making a real impact in that girl's life, whether or not this baby dies. And we hope and we pray that this baby will not die, whether as a result of the work that you did outside of Planned Parenthood that day or not, you are making an impact on the life of that girl and you're showing her a real active love and that's powerful so that's i think what i want to turn to as we wrap this final episode of season one up so about what 40 episodes ago about a year ago when we were starting this one of our first episodes was a baby saved from the same planned parenthood Mm -hmm. with audrey right Mm -hmm. and that was a beautiful episode and we've seen victories like that where god uses our meager efforts to save lives it's a beautiful thing but now we're ending the episode on the opposite note which is one where we have reason to believe this baby's life may not be saved So how do we wrap our minds around that with regards to what our duty is? And especially for listeners who are going to be taking a month off from listening to us, what their (laughs) duty is, what what all of us should be doing as people who care for the innocent beings being torn apart. So all three of us, like, let's just share our thoughts. What do you think this, how does this speak to our duty? 
Lexi, you're first. Okay. So I would say that everybody needs to go through whatever training they can get, um, whether it's just watching our videos on our YouTube channel or if that's going to um, scroll through our sidewalk counseling training on our website and go out and start doing outreach. Go out and start having conversations, even if you're not in the life circumstance or you're Maybe your parents won't let you go out and do outreach right now. You, they think you're too young or something like that. Start those conversations with those that you um, come in contact with. Be open. And when you're even out in public and you overhear somebody talking about abortion or something like that, or um, make sure you're just available and ready. Um, I think that that's what everybody needs to do. It needs to become like a lifestyle of being anti-abortion. It's a lifestyle for a lot of be a lot of people to be pro-abortion, and they live for that. I don't see why we who are anti-abortion shouldn't make that our lifestyle as well. So whatever circumstance you're in, whatever situation you're in right now, you could be doing something to protect babies in the womb. Find out what that is and actually pursue that. Wow. Okay, I thought that was... Really well said, Lexi, and I 100% agree because um, as much as we appreciate you all listening to this podcast and we hope you continue to listen and um, as much as sharing things on on social media and following this news with Roe v. Wade being overturned, um, this is all really important, but you do need to be active if you actually believe that there are 2,300 little babies being killed every single day. Um, actually show that you believe that with what you do and whether that's actually going and conducting outreaches where you specifically go out with the images or if that's just being ready to talk to family members. This is something that's happening every single day in America in our own hometowns. And so we do need to be ready, just like Lexi said. It actually, if we want to see an end to this, we need to act. And that's, that's urgent. It's not something we can put off. So 100% Lexi. Well said, both of you. And I would I would only add something that is not really adding, but just um, underscoring what you're saying about what our duty is. I think that we want to win. We want to win and have babies rescued, have not only Roe v. Wade overturned, but have states ban abortion. We want to see that happen. We want the victories for sure. But we all know in this room that there is very limited power we have to secure any victory. And so I'm reminded of as this podcast comes and goes through various seasons and phases of existence, we're focused on what is our duty. Our duty is putting what, doing what God puts before us in a way that is honorable, faithful, and right. And so that's what I hope we're all doing. And so as we take a hiatus, uh, we hope that you will use the time to keep learning and growing and coming back, get ready to come back in um, August to jump in with us again because we have some exciting plans for the next season. And I guess we're just teasing them for now, but a couple little format changes and other things we're going to be bringing to you, which will be exciting and we're excited to share them with you. But I think we'll probably wait till August for that. Looking for a cue from the producer. And I guess, yeah, we'll, we'll wait on those those those, those surprises <laughs> till, till next season. All right. But they're going to be coming at you. So until then, um, Lexi, Isaac, anything you want to say last word to our listeners for this season, season one of The Debrief? Well, y'all may know by now if you're listening to this, if Roe versus Wade is overturned or not. And we don't know because we're <laughs> like pre-recording this. So who knows? Maybe we're celebrating. Maybe we're really sad. But I right. hope y'all uh, still continue on. Yes, but regardless, <laughs> the, the need to con- the need um, is still there, right? So whether Roe is gone or whether we have now become frustrated again by the court, we know that, again, our duty does not change. That's right. So exactly. you may know something we do not know at this point. <laughs> All right. So um, Isaac, anything? Last words for season one? I don't have anything to add. Thank you guys so much for listening and make sure that in this time that we have off that you are being active like we were talking out about, that you are going off and, and doing outreaches on your own and talking to people. 
All right, so um, please, this is your chance. If you want to, if you have any ideas of things you want us to cover in season two, uh, send us a message. Uh, you can find us at Debrief with us on Instagram, or go to createequal.org. Send us a message of topics you'd like us to cover in our discussions as we debrief our outreach experiences. Also, this is a great time to kind of revisit the episodes from season one and share them with people who maybe have not heard them. Let us know too what your favorite episode was, so we know what kind of content you enjoy. We have so many outreach conversations, and we want to know what type of discussions would be helpful for you as we all seek to spread the truth of what abortion is. So we look forward to seeing you again in August. Until then, we are Created Equal, and this has been Season 1 of The Debrief.